Welcome to the Inspire the Vibe podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Amber. We started this podcast because running a business can feel lonely at times, like you're on an island. And the truth is you're not. There are so many people out there experiencing the same peaks and valleys that you do. And every week, we'll be interviewing one of them, an inspiring, enduring, and driven business owner just like you. We're so glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Today, we welcome Jeremy Wilson. He is co-founder of Light Army. He's helped tens of thousands of entrepreneurs find their internal power and learn tools to live a more satisfying and fulfilling life. Jeremy is also the co-founder of Rising Icon and the Icon Accelerator. Over the past 20 years, Jeremy has mentored and advised nearly 15,000 entrepreneurs and has been a secret weapon of success for many iconic leaders, ranging from Fortune 100 companies, pro athletes, celebrities, CEOs, and executive leaders. It's great to have you join us today, Jeremy. And I had no idea, 15,000? Yeah, it's a real number. I've been doing this for a while. Wow. We're, we're excited to have you on today. Excited and to be here. I love the energy you guys bring. Thank you. I was just going to say, Jeremy, you are a vibe. Like when we first saw you and we, we saw you. So recently we had Devin on the podcast as well, who's the founder of Arizona Entrepreneurs. And we met Jeremy at the most recent Arizona Entrepreneurs event. And even from across the room, you had a vibe. And then I don't even know how we ended up talking to you, but the whole experience was amazing. And uh, now seeing on the backside of that initial conversation, everything that you've done, we are really excited for this conversation. Thank you so much. And my sentiment is returned. I, I love the energy you guys bring. You bring a lot of light to the room. And I got a chance to just click in and listen to some reviews on some previous podcasts. You guys do an amazing job pulling the best out of people. So I'm super inspired to be here. Wow, no, that thanks. means a lot. Thanks. Yeah, that's that's in fact that's how this whole thing was started was because we are constantly inspired by what people are out there doing. Let's get into you. Our opening question is typically something like, "Why did you start your business?" But I guess we need to figure out which business we want to talk about first because maybe start with just the differentiation between the two, like what we've talked, what we talked about in the initial intro, what what you do, and how it all got started. Yeah. So, you know, rather than talk about one business, I would love to just talk about why I decided to become an entrepreneur. And I truly go all the way back to my early days of high school and college. In high school, I was in speech and debate. I was in newspaper. When I uh, went on to college, I had uh, a half ride from an organization to, you know, get a, a degree in political journalism. I was going to go into politics. I decided you know, this is going to be my life. I want to bring the truth to people and help inspire change at the most fundamental levels in communities and, and cities and, and states and ultimately our country. And what I found quickly was politics is, you know, an unfair game in most scenarios. And ultimately, it wasn't going to be the government. It wasn't going to be religions. It was going to be entrepreneurs that changed the world. And if you just study history, the greatest advancements in human comfort, the greatest advancements in reducing pain and suffering on this planet never came from the government, never came through politics. It always came from pissed off entrepreneurs, people who got angry about a problem, decided there had to be a better way, did something about it and solved problems for people. And I saw that as an opportunity to make massive change for people. And when I started looking into business at the landscape in my little local community where I grew up in, in Montana, I saw so many holes, so many flaws in the customer experience 
And it inspired me to not only want to encourage, promote, and ultimately influence other people to change that, but it inspired me to want to become an entrepreneur. It inspired me to want to make massive change through entrepreneurship. And so it doesn't matter what business we talk about at the fundamental, what inspires me to, you know, zig and zag and get into a lot of different businesses is that one principle alone that the greatest opportunity we have to reduce human suffering on this planet comes through entrepreneurship. And I think anyone could argue that, but I will win that debate every single day. And you just look at the facts, you look at the, you know, biggest influential figures in the world right now, they're doing just that. They're making massive global shifts and change through entrepreneurship. Welcome to the world of Jeremy Wilson, people. It is just filled with mic drop moments right, right <laughs> out the gate. I love that. And a lot of the conversations we've had with people on this show before, when we, we asked that question of what led you to start the business, it's that I had a problem. I went looking for a solution and it wasn't there. Or... I saw a wrong or an injustice happening and it just didn't sit right with me and I had to take action. And so that's exactly what we're talking about. Braxton with IBIY, Devin with Arizona Entrepreneurs and you. So what was that first thing for you that you, that gap, that missing need, that space where you said, I'm diving in, I've got something and I can fill that, I can meet that need. What was that first one for you? Oh man, I've been a part of a lot of successful companies and I've made some big mistakes too, but probably the first one was really um, going all the way back to my, my early days. You know, I owned a construction company and part of it was literally just seeing people do a horrible job, just showing up and seeing that people would work just hard enough not to get fired and pay just enough not to quit. And that led to seeing a tremendous world of subpar delivery across the board first there, then I could not unsee that in every other business I've ever been a part of. Most people only put in enough effort to get their personal needs met and nothing more, whether it's an employer or a self-employed entrepreneur. And that motivated me to want to get in and lead, to inspire other people, to build cultures, to create businesses based on values. Early on in my career, I was really inspired by Tony Robbins and his principles and his books and teachings. But I was also really inspired by the e-myth. And most often, you know, in most businesses, you just got the wrong people in the wrong roles and it doesn't elicit true leadership. It doesn't create somebody to follow, someone to paint a vision of the future for other people to get excited and passionate about. So it started then. And that just has continued to multiply as I've got older, as I've developed more experience. It's almost a, a gift and a curse, right? Like I, I literally notice problems everywhere I go. And as an entrepreneur, I can't help myself. <laughs> Can I ask you a question then? How do you know what to say no to? Because if you do see all of those, I think the natural instinct for a lot of people, a lot of visionaries, a lot you have to have that entrepreneurial spirit to be able to to build something that wasn't there before, or do something better than it was being done before. But I also feel that you you need to have the ability to discern where you should apply your effort and where what you should say no to. How do you how do you know what to say no to when you see all of these things coming at you? Yeah, that's actually one of my biggest problems in life and why I keep myself a little bit under the radar and a little elusive because the biggest problem I have in life is saying no to opportunities that come at me every single day. And so it doesn't matter if it's as a parent or in business or in our own personal behavior. What I believe is truly the best answer for this it's, it's an investor mindset, right? 
you are investing non-refundable minutes. That's a, a trademark term from one of my mentors this last year named Bobby Castro. And in everything you do, you're investing time, your, ener your energy, your money. So it doesn't matter if you're investing in stocks, NFTs, or crypto. It doesn't matter if you're investing in relationships. It doesn't matter where you're investing your time, energy, and money. The people that win are the people that have the most crucial criteria. So you call it a value system. I call it just a checklist, right? And so if you have a criteria of specific values that must be, be met to invest into a stock, for instance, it's no different with people. It's no different with business opportunities. You have to be absolutely committed and constantly have both your logical mind and your nose that knows, your sniffer on, so that you can identify those criteria to say yes. Because it's so easy to get excited about potential and Look, I've made some of those mistakes. I've made some of those mistakes even in the last couple of years where I've said, yes, let's go. But one of my friends, Joe Polish, he talks about this a lot. There's five ways to get paid. And I won't talk about all five right now. But if the, the only criteria you're saying yes to is for money, technically you're a prostitute. So you have to have other criteria, self-reward, fulfillment, you know, growth. And if, if it checks all those boxes, that's where the discernment needle says, yes, please. Mm -hmm. I like what you said earlier about, well, I like all of what you said, but I like what you said about seeing that employees were just giving the bare minimum and they were just doing what they needed to do to get their personal needs met. Side note, I was feeling very grateful because that is not our staff by any means. They all go above and beyond. They're, they're, they're heavily invested into our company, into us. We're, we are just beyond grateful every day for how much they put in. I'm speechless when I think about it, but I like what you said, because it's about the culture you built, you know? So Amber and I, we are, we are hypercritical with each other. We, I love having a business partner because you can, you know, it's like iron sharpens iron, you know? So we really, both of us want to be good leaders. You know, we want to, we do want to create that culture. So I'm jumping in here with a question that I had about that before we get too far off from that point. And that is, what would be your top piece of advice on how to build a culture like that? Yeah, that's a great question. My top piece of advice to build culture is uh, two things. One, build an identity before you build a culture. Second, build a message that's not your message, a message that enforces that culture, but also enforces a vision for a better future for all beyond any one individual or organization. So I'll start with that identity piece right? Identity is one of the greatest drivers of all human behavior. And when I say identity, it's like we all have identities. We're born as a man or a woman, which makes us a boy or a girl when we're born. And it's like, am I a good son or a bad son? Am I a good daughter or a bad daughter? And we're constantly making decisions based on those identities. The second you decide you want to become a vegan, if you're vegan, I'm not. But if you decided you're either a bad vegan or a good vegan. And what drives that is a message that's a North Star, right? I think that a North Star tied to an identity that defines our performance, that de defines our achievement in that identity is really important because if I eat meat, I'm a bad vegan, right? So that allows us to create boundaries, that allows us to create rules, that allows us to see a consequence in bringing us closer to or further away from an identity. So for me, inside a culture, we have to create an identity beyond who we see ourselves as that we can offer to somebody else in the form of a message. Um, the other side of that is, is really like an identity that you can continue to grow into that doesn't have a really a, a ceiling to it, something that's almost unobtainable, 
something that you would love to create an SOP system to provide someone else that maybe beyond your lifetime, they could achieve a higher level of classification, a higher level of achievement of acquiring that. And it's always based on values. It's based on what you want freedom from and what you want freedom to. So that might've been maybe a little vague response, but I think the most important part of building a culture, a cult, so to speak, is to know clearly what you stand against and what you want to absolutely eliminate from the world and what you stand for and the vision you want to create tied to that identity. Oh, I love that. That's so good. All right, back to you, Amber. I love that too. <laughs> and I don't think it's vague. I think it's a very formulaic approach where if you say, follow the formula, but put in what is your, what's the ingredients or what, what's your version of this, right? But it's fill in the formula. It makes sense. Um, you've, talked, you, you, you've talked a lot about values. What are you most excited about right now with everything you have going on? What are you most passionate about? You know, you're in this really fun space where you've had some success, you've had a lot of successes, excuse me, a significant amount of success. So where more success creates more opportunities, right? Opens more doors for you, opens more relationships, more everything. What are you most excited about with what you have going on? Sort of like what's ahead for you um, in everything that you're doing? You know, that does tie back to values. Like my three highest values are truth, justice, and love. And we've moved past the age of information, right? When the internet came out, we all had access to infinite information. Now we have it at, at the touch of our phone. Anything you can want to think or uh, find an answer to, we have access to that info. So here's the problem with that. It's so diluted with propaganda and opinion and perspective that my greatest value is still aligning people with the truth beyond what they believe is information, right? That word in of itself, inform, right? I love to inform people of facts, truth that they might not be aware of. And we live in a world right now where there's a tremendous amount of, you know, scare tactics and fear. And, you know, the media reigns supreme in creating the collective condition emotionally. And ultimately right now, if you study statistics, I love data. I love the truth because the truth can't, it doesn't lie. The facts tell the story. The truth is, Although there's a lot of, you know, bleak commentary about the future for our world and for America, we live in a time with the least amount of violence per capita, the most amount of comfort and the most amount of opportunity that's ever existed before. So I think that truth fundamentally is what's feeling me right now. Because when I look on social media, when I look out in the world, yes, there's a lot of inspiration. However, it is, you know, dispersed and diluted amongst a whole world of perversion and propagated ideas that drive a lot of fear. So for me, you know, the number one truth is that beyond this little human meat sack light bulb, it's proven that we're all transmitting electricity. And what we believe and what we think determines that unseen energy that we transfer to others. And so my greatest passion is helping connect people to that in layman terms, right? Not as some geeky scientist, connecting people to see that they hold infinite power. There's no person that's, you know, at a greater disadvantage than others. We, we may not be created equal in size, shape, and color, but the one thing we all have in common, the greatest truth is we're all alive right now. And every single breath determines that light you're putting in your body and inspiring others with. So that's, what's driving me right now is that we have such an amazing opportunity. There's so much darkness in the world. 
And you can curse the darkness or you can light a candle. And most people, when you share that and you just inspire somebody, it literally leaves an impact that you cannot measure. You can't measure that ripple effect. And I have so many stories in my life where just a little comment in a grocery store or to a random stranger or you know, some little moment of somebody's disparity where you just lean in and share a little empathy and compassion and remind them of their power, right? It's not, it's not cute encouragement. It's the truth that we all hold this immense power. And if we just shift our perception, have a little amnesia, forget about the past and the future and live here in that truth, we can change, ma we can change massive problems quickly and resolve some of the world's biggest problems. No big deal. Amen. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. Yeah. I, it, Kristen and I, you can't see it, but as like people are listening, just know Kristen and I are just sitting here nodding our heads. Like we're yeah. like the church choir, like, amen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mentioned good. justice and love too. Part of me just wants to really anchor that a little. A lot of people are like, what's this justice thing, Jeremy? Well, I, like I want to put them in reverse order. I, I mean, I've, I've really played with, you know, creating my value system and I want to put love first, mm -hmm. but I truly believe that love cannot exist as, you know, an ever present sustainable frequency or emotion without the truth first supporting it. And the number one injustice is a lack of representation of that truth, the lack of demonstration of that truth and a presentation of that truth. That's what limits us from love. In our personal relationships, in business, as a collective, whether it's politics, it doesn't matter where we have this conversation. It truly is my top value. However, it's these other two values that stand as a foundation for me. Some people don't understand me. I'm usually kind of, you know, this chippy, smiley guy, but I also have a tremendous amount of ferocious commitment to the truth. I truly believe if we align people with the truth, that we're always going to connect them to solutions that will help them us and all. And that's how we awaken a new reality in an individual's life as well as our collective reality. So truth, justice, and love, they matter. Absolutely. You're reminding me of, I think maybe most of us have gone through a time in our lives when we were needed to seek counsel. And I had someone tell me, tell yourself the truth. So when you're feeling a certain way or you're maybe you're really any negative way at all, stop and tell yourself the truth, mostly with fear, you know, and I think that mistruth, the opposite of truth causes division. And I can name several different areas in my own circle where truth is still causing division. It continues to, and it's, it's heartbreaking, you know? So I love your focus on truth and I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Absolutely. And I, I actually think that we don't really we don't think about it enough, you know? I mean, kind of seems obvious, right? But we should be more intentional about truth in our lives and, and within our own minds. I love that. I'm glad you said that though. And I want to riff on this just a little because that's, that's where the boundary is missing. Cognitive dissonance, cognitive bias is a real process of our mind's ability to lie to ourselves, right? We've got to feel like we can trust ourselves to navigate this plane of uncertainty. And so our brain has developed this amazing mechanism to say, hey, I'd rather you feel safe that you can trust yourself and believe what feels comfortable than to believe this truth. And so it doesn't matter if it's in business and we look at the KPIs and the metrics in a company, or we actually measure the gap between our thoughts and our feelings 
We always arrive at a plane of neutrality when we do that. And from that plane, we can build from there. We can start from there. We can actually take the building blocks of truth, move them around and create a new scenario, put them in a different sequence and create progress instantaneously. So I love that someone shared that with you because I, I believe truly the greatest and the, the biggest problem that most people have is they, they lie to themselves and it's not their fault. They don't realize their mind is not them. They don't realize their emotions are not them and that there is a, a coherent truth, right? Heart math, biology of belief. There's so much science to provide evidence. I literally have a little, a little thing called a heart math inner balance meter. I put on my ear, it's in my backpack and I hook it up to a little app and it can tell me my heart rate variability. I can watch when my mind goes off to some fear-based thought and I move out of the truth of pure consciousness and presence. I start living in the past or in the future. And so anyway, I'm glad you said that because the, the ultimate truth is that we are alive right now and we have all the potential and power to change anything in our existence with our will. So thank yeah. you for letting me uh, oh. rant a little. Well, it was life-changing for me, honestly. You know, when I talk about this person that counseled me, this was an actual counselor because I had gone through something traumatic and... I used to, you know, Amber and I have known each other for over 20 years, and she knows that I used to suffer from really bad anxiety. And, you know, going through that counseling during that time in my life, it was really those words, you know, stop and tell yourself the truth. Why are you having anxiety? You just said it uncertainty, or you're lying to yourself, or you're, you're telling yourself some, or you're believing some sort of mistruth, some sort of alternate reality. Um, sometimes it's be, it was for, it was a coping mechanism. That's why you started believing that, because if you believe the truth, it would mean these consequences in your life. It would mean you would have to make a change. It would mean you, it would mean something about someone that you don't want to believe or have to believe or, you know, we could go on and on. Right. So I think that for me and probably for you, it sounds like you've studied this a lot, which I'm fascinated by. But, you know, for me, living with the opposite of the truth on any topic was what was causing my anxiety. So that was really like the number one tool that I could use to start to break that stuff down. And now I'm very aware of, I don't feel right, you know, right now, like something's not right. So it's like, you know, I have these indicators telling me, okay, that now's the time to stop and tell yourself the truth. What's really happening right now? Or what could happen? You know, it could this thing that you're worried about even happen? Probably not, you know, nine times out of 10. So that is so cool. Okay. We definitely need to have like a part two, part three, part four with Jeremy, Amber. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was just that whole conversation about doing that as an individual. I have seen businesses do that. So my career before I came in here was scaling businesses. And so my goal, my job was to go in and fix what wasn't working. And every single time, the reason that they were in the situation they were in was because they were operating on this false narrative, right? One side of the business was really good. So it sort of creates this false narrative, like, oh, as a company, we're doing fine. You know, maybe it's one product or one service is, you know, really profitable, but then the overall, they're losing employees. Um, there's just a number of problems because they're sort of, they, they, they kind of hang their hat on this one thing is doing okay. And Honestly, it's, I think, and it's probably one of the hardest parts of being a business owner because we are hardwired to be optimists. So I think it's a real balance. And I think it's 
and I think that's part of us growing and developing as business owners is understanding how to maintain that optimism, but also be very clear on what is and isn't working and make sure that you don't start telling yourself this, this false narrative that you believe is true. Oh, well, we've got X amount in the bank account. I've seen this before. We've got X amount in the bank account, so everything's fine. Uh, that's not, that's not always the case. And that's not a good indicator. And that's certainly not the only indicator. So I think that's really, really powerful. We could do a whole podcast on just that. Agreed. Yeah. There's so many resources I'd love to share with your audience. Byron Katie's the work. If you've never heard of it, I believe most people just don't question what their brain says enough and her, her process of the work, uh, loving what is, it's the book that she first introduced that to. Is that true? Do you know hundred percent certain that's true? What are three specific examples? What's the turnaround? The opposite. And almost always the opposite is more true than the belief. I actually do the little worksheet. She has the, the work app in my phone for like, I've got judgments, but she, they have a judge your neighbor or judge your work, your, uh, a situation worksheet where you can just run some self inquiry, start questioning your beliefs, questioning the, the things that you assume are facts coming through your skull. So anyway. I love this conversation. Yeah, we can do that with, with clients a lot as well. And we have a lot of empathy for them when they are not telling themselves the truth. Mm -hmm. We are business, we are business owners as well. So we definitely can empathize, but also we are human. And so we know that, you know, a very simple example is, well, I've put a lot of money into this website. I don't want to start over. Mm -hmm. But literally the the words right before that were. I'm not getting any sales out of my website. I'm not, you know, my visitors aren't converting. Well, how many visitors? Well, I'm not even really getting any visitors either. But I put so much money into this website and it's like, you know, so we get to walk them through kind of coming to the realization that it's time to move forward. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, again, we might need to have a separate podcast on this. <laughs> so uh, I'm curious, are there, is there any point in your journey that you look back and you say, that was the hardest thing I had to go through, but it made me so much better. I wish I could say no, but I've got at least you know, a couple dozen of those war stories. I've got battle scars and truly is this year. The beginning of this year, I, I walked away from a very successful publishing company partnership. We published books for some very successful people, a high authority, high positioning company where I got to share my gifts and help high level people who've done amazing things, structure their message. And without saying names, um, I got involved with some people and had a partnership that cared more about vanity than they did the truth, more about perception of success than actual success, more about clout chasing than influence with high level relationships. And although from the outside world, any, anybody in my network would tell you, they'd be like, Jeremy, I don't know how you walked away from that. I don't know, understand at all how you could build something for a couple of years to that level, have such amazing success stories and testimonies, and then completely burn it to the ground. And it was hard. It created hardship for me on a personal financial level, right? I, I created uh, a lot of confusion of the certainty of which direction I would go next. However, I have this little phrase about never sell out, always sold out. I will, I will never sell myself for the sake of money 
or clout or perceived success. And so it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. I have two kids and a wife here in Scottsdale, Arizona. I live a, a rather, what I would say, comfortable lifestyle. And it challenged that lifestyle big time because I had invested a couple of years, over two years into building that business. And in order to do that, I concentrated a lot of my time and energy in my calendar over a long period of time to do that. So when I walked away, I didn't have like a backup plan. I didn't have like a whole bunch of things. I still had, you know, some side hustles and some of my other businesses, but that was really challenging for me to choose ethics and integrity over any of the BS. And the hardest part about it was probably, you know, I didn't leave on, on the best terms. I kind of burned it to the ground. I left some scorched earth, right? I, I, I'm embarrassed to say, but you know, I did some name calling and some FUs and some middle fingers on my way out the door. And that was the hardest part also is just forgiving myself, forgiving myself for, you know, creating that pain for myself and other people in the process, kind of feeling victimized. So truly and sincerely, it, it was the hardest summer of my life. This summer, specifically, reclaiming that confidence, that certainty, right? The greatest traumas that people heal are self-image and self-worth. So that affected my self-image and self-worth a little bit. But on the other side, where I am now, it established so much certainty and confidence in who I am, right? I've got a few friends. We have conversations about this all the time. I used to truly have these patterns happen to me. And I'd be like, is this whole nice guys finish thing, finish last thing true? right? Should I just be a jerk from now on? And what I've learned is, no, that's not true. And the only reason those experiences happen is for you to remember that all human beings are teachers. And most people are teaching you what not to do and what not to be in affirming the values that you hold. And so through that experience, it's affirmed to me what I really value. I've been able to rebuild stronger from a higher place of security and confidence. And the people that are still in my circle who didn't abandon me or buy into the smear campaign. I'm just a bully, right? Ultimately, those people have extended greater grace and more opportunities to me than I could have ever expected. So although it was the hardest, it's also simultaneously currently the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Boom. I was waiting for that. That's awesome. I was actually thinking about, I'm going to fly. I was thinking about when Amber and I have had moments within our, within our business and it many times it has been those moments where we had to stand up for what we believe in. We had to do what was right. And, and sometimes I think in life, that is the hardest thing to do, which is kind of crazy because you want to believe that you always stand up for what is right. But it's really those, you know, that fork in the road where it's like, hey, what are you going to do here? Are you going to take the easy way or are you going to take, or, you know, the way that feels most comfortable Maybe the way that looks like it'd be the most rewarding, or are you going to take the the right way and stand up for what you believe in? And um, and I said, boom, because I'm just cheering you on because I'm cheering us on as well. And everybody else out there who does stand up for what they believe in and do what's right, because on the other side of that, it is true. It, the confidence that you get from that over time, you know, just every day knowing I, I did the right thing. We did the right thing, you know, and you know what? It's hard and we're dragging our asses through it right now. And you know what? But I feel good about myself. You know, I feel like this was the right thing to do. So then I think it just, it, it's a confidence that you couldn't have imagined in your abilities, in who you are, in your values, 
you know, and I just think that comes across to other people and it just continues to serve you and those around you in ways that you couldn't, you couldn't even count. So I love that. I guess with everything that you have been through, especially with, first off, I do want to say, I think it's really good for everybody to hear with your opening, the bio that we talked about, all of the successes that you've had. I think a lot of people look at at someone like you and they think that you don't have any problems. They think that you're sort of past the hard decisions and the tough walk phase. And so I think that's very validating for everyone to hear. It's a constant journey that we're all on. And sometimes your decision and the impact of that is bigger as you get big into bigger opportunities, but that it's just, it's, it's a constant part of the process. It's about walking your walk and holding your head high and knowing what your values are and sticking to them. But there's no sort of promised land where all of a sudden, oh, I have this much in the bank. And so therefore I have no tough decisions to make, or I don't encounter any challenges. And that's a good reminder for everybody because in what gets you through that is who you are and that value system. And so that as you grow in your role, that should continue to grow as well. And, and, and I love that because that's what gets you through. It's like, no, that's my North Star and that's where I'm going. So with everything you've been through, who inspires you? Who's your person? And maybe it's someone you know, or maybe it's even someone fictional. Maybe it's who is that for you that has been that person in your corner in some of the toughest times? Yeah. So uh, there's a few special ones I'd like to point out. Truly my family, my kids, my wife, they inspire me, my children, especially. I've got an 11 year old little girl who turns 12 this Friday and a 10 year old little boy. And although some people think we've turned our kids into a science experiment of some kind, it's not true. We've just wanted to raise children with unified front of values and give them as much growth and development to retain a connection to their heart and soul and a, a coherent mind, coherent heart. And it's, it's played dividends in how they perform in their life, both academically, both my kids are super high performers, whether it's, you know, athletics or performance arts, acting, uh, both of my kids are in theater. My son is currently the leading role in his first lead role in the Christmas story musical, Desert Stages Theater here in Scottsdale. And to see my kids get up on stage and shine at that age and inspire other children and lead other children to overcome their stage fright, to find more confidence and certainty and to believe in themselves and be able to transfer that enthusiasm to an audience, which took me hundreds of thousands of dollars of training and studying with experts in my adult life to acquire myself. I have to say without question, without exception, I might start crying. My two children truly elicit more inspiration for me and also drive me to be better. Because what I've learned through parenting ultimately is like your kids don't do what you tell them, right? They don't, they don't honor our demands and our commands. They model our behavior. They watch you. They, they learn from your behavior. And so that inspires me to be held accountable through through their performance, through how they show up in the world, how they treat other people, their empathy, their compassion, their intent. So their courage inspires me the most currently in my life, which a huge influence is from my wife as well. 
I've been fortunate to have amazing mentorship. I've literally invested a fortune in getting around the right people and in the right rooms and begging for advice, feedback, coaching, and mentoring. So I could list a whole list all the way back to some of my early mentors, right? Like Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, the late, great Earl Nightingale, even though I didn't get to meet him personally, listen to all of his audio stuff in my teens. And it really set an anchor and a foundation of belief in myself. Also, uh, some of my most recent mentors, Bobby Castro, uh, Tom McCarthy. I've just had some really great and rich relationships with these people that have you know, help me believe in myself more, help me burn through my imposter syndrome. But um, last but not least, this guy right here. I don't know if you know who that is. Even though people see a $100 bill on my wall and think it's like just me worshiping money, it's actually the little quote that you can't see right here. It's my favorite quote by Marcus Aurelius. You want me to share it? Yes. It is time. It's time for you to realize you have something inside of you more powerful and miraculous than the things that affect you and make you dance like a puppet. Marcus Aurelius wrote the book Meditations. And most people don't know it, but it wasn't a book he wrote for anybody else. It was his own personal journals, his own personal principles and beliefs. And this is a guy who was adopted into kingship. If you don't know his story, it's truly an inspiring story. He's one of the last remaining great leaders of the old world. He was the king of Rome. And ultimately, from age eight, when he was adopted to be groomed to become the king by a fatherless king, he was provided the highest level of philosophical and logical mentorship available in the world at that time. And he concentrated down the principles that he discovered, whether it was about warfare or inner mastery or how to communicate with other humans. And he became the core forefather of Stoicism. And it's in those teachings and writings all the way back to my earliest stages of being in speech and debate in high school and uh, in college. You know, I always wanted to know who the, the forefathers of our countries were inspired by. And a lot of them often quoted Marcus Aurelius or, or Plato or Socrates. And there's just something about Marcus Aurelius that just speaks to my core about the truth of our ability to focus beyond our mentations and our, you know, transient emotions and see the truth that we have more free will than anybody ever wants to admit to themselves. Because looking in our outer environment, we often want to place blame on, you know, conditions and the wind. And so it's that quote, it's time that you realize you have something inside you more powerful and miraculous than the things that affect you and make you dance like a puppet. It's that quote that just, it drives me over and over and it anchors me back to those teachings, Marcus Aurelius. So I would say definitely one of my most foundational inspirations. I love that. I am grateful for the work of Ryan Holiday, who takes a lot of those great works and makes them, has created books, podcasts, everything he does and breaks it down into a way because a lot of the way that they wrote is a little, is a little more technical and written for that time period. Right. And so I remember there was, we had just hired our operations manager, Brianna. And I was, I don't know what we were doing, but there was something going on. And I, I gave her a Ryan holiday quote and she goes, is that Ryan holiday? <laughs> She's young. Right. 
And I said, yes, it is. And she said, I love his work. And I said, that's really good. I, I love that it's, it's for us, for all of us, it can be a guide, right? It's, it's not what happens to us, but it's how we respond to it. it that the, the very root of it, right, is, is, is stoicism. And I love that because I think it's how you get through a lot of the things coming at us nowadays, right, with what's going on. So, yeah, I love that. I love it. Could go on and on about it. Thank you. Me too. We could do a whole show just on stoicism. I'm and and, and how every entrepreneur could use it in a daily in a in a daily way, right? Yes. And just and just not absorbing the emotions of the people around you. I just I actually just said this last night um to my other half. I said, I'm just continue to sort of be aware and watch myself not react. Not react no matter what a client it's you know if someone else in it it's a client is going through it's a business owner they're busy they're going through a lot of things and so it's from a place of empathy but I also don't absorb that anymore I just notice I continue to say how can I help them how can I walk them through this but how do I not dive into it myself and I honestly believe it's because of the Ryan Holiday books that I've read and the quotes that I have of his written around me yeah massive respect to Ryan for bringing back stoicism into the spotlight and he really does a great job in making it digestible by a modern audience Mm -hmm. yeah yep i was just gonna say you know all of this ties back to the truth and you know amber i know about you that you you truly care about people so you know if there's a moment of frustration in someone that we are interacting with during our business you know, if we stop and tell ourselves the truth, I, I care about this person. I want to see this person succeed. I, I, why might they be so upset right now? What are the reasons? Can we drill down to figure that out? Because usually what's happening on the surface is not what's happening deep within and causing whatever that type of way that they're feeling, you know? So man, I'm, I'm going to pat us on the back, Amber, because we are finding some great humans. <laughs> To come and be on our podcast. I mean, (laughs) seriously. So I'm going to be listening to this again and taking notes. And please do provide us the links to the resources that you mentioned, because I know our audience 100% will be wanting to um, follow up with some of the the things that you referenced and the books and and things like that. So podcasts, Amber will put Ryan Holiday's podcast Mm -hmm. in there as well. But we're just so grateful that you came on and I could honestly, we could definitely continue this for another couple of hours, I'm sure. So we'll have you back on if you, if you would grace us. I invite that. I I will come on as, as many times as you would like. And I don't offer that to everybody. I'm not, I'm not cheaply accessible. Investment of your time. (laughs) Exactly. But I love the conversation and I love the energy. And it was clear when we met that there was an obvious and natural alignment of values. And so. Uh, I even love the name of the podcast, Inspire, right? Yeah. Give people more. Us, right? It's up to us, you know, it's it up, up to, to every single one of us who's anyone who's listening. It's up to us, up to all of us to inspire the vibe. Amber, show your shirt. Ew. <laughs> inspire the vibe. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So yeah, if, if anyone wants to follow you, which we know they will, where can they find you? Yeah, just pop over on Instagram. I go by my full name, Jeremy Eugene Wilson, J-A-R-A-M-Y, Eugene, E-U-G-E-N-E, Wilson. And there is a little baby MF between my my middle and my last name. Just a reminder, you don't see it unless you look real close, but it's there. 
Uh, that's probably Depended the best. Depending on whether or not we should introduce you that way. But <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to have to go in and add the ding. <laughs> it would be fun. Although when we met, we were at a an Arizona Entrepreneurs event. And there are so many really cool, inspiring people at every single one of those events that we go to. And so kudos to Devin for, for putting that together um, and all the hard work that he does. And so, but I always just, I'm, I'm always just thinking like when I'm talking to people and meeting people and, and now you, now that we know so much more about you, I just want to thank you. I just want to say thank you to everyone who just keeps at it you know, and just doesn't give up and just, you know, like I said, like stands up for what they believe in um, because the world needs that, you know, we need more and more and more of that. And so, you know, part of the reason that we want to have people on, I mean, it serves in so many different directions, but, you know, you're serving anyone who's listening as well as us with your inspiration for with, with what you've done and all the people that you touch and for standing up for your truth and sharing your truth and, sharing all that you've learned, not just keeping it for yourself, you know, just going, ah, people need to know this. Right. And then, you know, everybody else out there who's just, who's really sticking at it with what they're doing. We just met with uh, hopefully a new client um, a couple of hours ago and was talking about the struggles of running a business. We, we're all going through that. So I just want to say, everybody just keep at it and thank you for keeping at it. And thank you for all your hard work and, you know, go out there and kill it. We're, we're standing with you. I want to anchor that real fast because I've literally had the opportunity to be around some of the most successful people on the planet, celebrities, pro athletes, you name it, billionaires, multi-multi-millionaires. And the thing is, those of you that are listening that think you need to be the smartest, the wisest, the, the most motivated, none of that's true. Most of the really successful people I've met have just been people that didn't take their foot off the gas. They just stopped stopping. And most importantly, they stopped doubting. They just fully bet on themselves. They fully believed in themselves. And they voted with action every day going toward what they really want. A lot of times, life's like a roller coaster, right? We see where we want to be. We all want to be on the loop. But the truth is, like, you know, when you're upside down over the water, we all feel like we're going to die. And it's in those moments most people literally tuck their tail and they go crawl in a corner like a wounded animal and they lick their wounds. And it's in those moments that if you just simply persevere and stop stopping and remain consistent in your dedication and devotion toward what it is you want, no matter how far away you are from that thing, those are the people that achieve massive success. And not only that, it creates a draft. People want to follow you. Real leaders are the ones that don't take their eyes off of where they want to go and they just literally keep going toward it no matter how many times they fall. So you don't need to read a billion books. You don't need to have hundreds of mentors and do all sorts of trainings and every online course that you come across to find success. It's literally found in little 1% action, 1% action that leads to like thousands of percent of personal and professional growth. So I'm so glad you brought that up. I truly believe that just consistency and dedication in and of itself is enough for you to make all your dreams come true and solve some of the world's largest problems. I can't say that enough, especially in times like right now. There's so many people, A, during the holidays every year, but B, it doesn't take much of looking in the outer landscape. You hear about recession and inflation and all that other bullshit. And the truth is that could cause you to restrict, go into the 
opposite of inspiration, feel like you need to protect yourself and go into safety. And that just activates the, the frontal lobe and the rear of our brain. It's all about safety and survival. There's nothing inspirational ever created from that place. So if you just continue to act with faith, knowing that it's already done and simply time hasn't caught up yet, you'll keep taking steps toward what it is you want. So I'm glad you brought that up and I had a little, little chance to anchor that home for everybody listening. Absolutely. I feel like Amber and I, we say to each other, you know, when we're, we're struggling through something, it's like, just keep walking forward. We just have to keep walking forward, you know, and, and that's what we do. So that's awesome. I love our it. eyes and Here. feet point forward for a reason. I so, I so honor you for inviting me to come on. I'm excited to come back. I, I want to talk soul science, universal yeah. and individual soul science. I'd love to talk business and economics, why I'm super passionate about real estate and solar, uh, the condition of our country, how we can build small town America and some of my other passions too. So yes. thank you for the invitation. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. Have an awesome day. And I look forward to what the future holds. Did you enjoy that conversation as much as we did? If you did, make sure you hit the plus sign or follow button so you don't miss our next episode. Today is the best day to go out there and grow your business. So go kill it. And we'll see you next time.